Alrighty, on today's episode, we have my sister, the one and only, Amber Crocker. There's a bit of a two intro <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I guess like you've been doing, I guess, getting in photography and stuff, and you've done like, guess, 80% of my photography and that. Yeah. And then you've just rebranded your whole, like, I guess, like name, name and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, just, I can't remember what it's called. I'll get you to say because I'm probably going to say it wrong. Lammy Photography. Lammy Photography. So you've done, changed it on Instagram and Facebook too now? Um, I haven't done the Facebook yet. I'm, I hadn't really posted anything on the Facebook or anything like that. So I'm finally just going to bring it to Facebook now. Yeah. Do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you do, guys do want to check it out, go onto my Instagram page. I do have her like majorly tagged and all my like stuff she's taking pictures of. I think it's my old tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old tag, but yeah, it should come up anyway. But today we're going to do something a little different because like we know well, we are quite close. So we're going to like guess, I guess, ask each other quite deep questions <laughs> to try and add you guys the best value as we can and stuff like that. So um, I guess I'll start with, with the first question. Okay, I'll go with this one. What's the... What has been the weirdest day of your life? Mm, that's a hard one. <laughs> you have time to answer. <laughs> I, I thought of this one way before. I was like, when I was thinking of it, I was like, okay, I already. Th- I guess every day is a bit weird though. Mm. It's hard to pinpoint like one day particularly being weird because like yeah. things happen. Or like all the, the time. weirdest feeling or the, like the most oddest thing that's happened to you on a particular day. I know the other day I had, um, I think a photography account you made me follow. They followed my normal account, but I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah. it's a bit weird. Like, you didn't expect it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I haven't really had, like, a really weird day, particularly. Like, I've had today where I've just beaten myself up, but that's about it. Yeah, hit burnout. <laughs> it's a, yeah, this happened to me yesterday. I actually had a full burnout, <laughs> as yeah. you would have known. Just, like, exhausted keep pushing it and then you just like, yeah and like you, your body's telling you to stop yeah. and it's just like and you know and you're like you just want to keep going because you want to get it done yeah it's or like you want to keep pushing yeah it's like you want to keep pushing yourself because it's yeah holidays you we were like your holidays you meant to sleep in whatever no not our holiday we were bed late up really early just to get like new things done taking so many photos and stuff like that because mm. i think that's the most problem i guess like say we're working nine to five and stuff like that mm. it's like when you go on holidays you don't want to sit down and do nothing you exactly. want to try and jam yeah. pack as much as you especially can especially if you're at a job a sit down job or you're at a desk all day you don't want to yeah. be like oh i'm just gonna go sit down and do nothing on my holiday you're like can we get out and do something it's the same too even if you're in a full-on job like you still want to jam as much yeah. stuff in it. It's just like, you need a holiday after a holiday, yeah. pretty much. Basically, you need a break from your holiday. Yeah. Just a couple of sick days to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's why you probably, that's why I reckon we need like, you know, at least four weeks of sick leave a year so you can have that like personal day. <laughs> yeah, just every now and then. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing that I definitely want to bring to like my companies and stuff, especially later on, is having like a lot more, just as much sick leave as holiday leave even yeah. though that probably doesn't make sense and it's probably not financially right in yeah. most people's eye but i think it's probably the best thing you can provide especially like an employee yeah um, empl- yeah employee that's the right word it's like especially like staff and that like that's the best value you can add to them it's like it's okay for you to take a day off yeah like it will make them want to come to work a lot more because exactly. you value their person like their personal time exactly and their personal well-being yeah, so everyone needs their own time. Mm. Even though if you're out of busy work, you can't get angry at someone for needing a time off because everybody needs a break. Like, 
personally, like if you were the big boss of a massive company, mm. you can take breaks all you want, but then you're saying no to your employees. It's a yeah. bit... Like what's name? Yeah, it's Can't a, think of the word. <laughs> yeah, and that's why like most people would guess feel trapped in their jobs or unfulfilled or dislike it or feel like they're just you know a ro yeah a robot or like mind numbing yeah exactly. going to a mind numbing job. But yeah, alrighty, we'll jump into another question. <laughs> um, what is the thing that you're most afraid of? Actually, I don't even know this one. Mine, I've always had a massive fear of failing. Like, I know in life you're meant to fail to succeed, yeah. but I, it does, I feel that it does hold me back from a lot of things because I don't try things because I just feel like I'm just going to fail. I think that's a lot of people's biggest like, fears, so, like, yeah. generally, because it's beaten into you from school, parenting... You yeah. know, like, and all that kind of stuff. Because in school, you get taught failure is the worst thing possible. Exactly. Like, my thing is I never understood about school. Like, if you're not passing, like, if you're not average, if you're below average, it's basically saying you failed and you're not good enough, which is not true because everyone's mm. higher in different things. Like, the art kid in school might not be good at English or math or your, like, mainstream subjects, but art is where they excel. But yet their class is failing because majority of their subjects fail. Mm, it's weird too because the majority of those subjects too you don't use later on exactly like I think I've learnt 10 times the amount like you, you use like math and English in your everyday life but like you don't use what they want you to use in school like they make you learn these massive words that you don't always need when you can mm. just use the simple words because not everyone understands them anyway so it's yeah. easy to go with the simplest explanation yeah because most people too don't actually like they did oh, a survey it's like most people don't get past a grade 7 reading level or grade 7 maths level. It's because also too in schools um, you'll start at one level and because as you get older you're meant to be to the next level like you're meant to be but not everyone works at the same pace mm. but that's why people are at lower reading levels because they don't actually get taught how to do each level properly. They just skim through some of them just yeah. so they're back at the level with it everyone It just else. proves to you too because like even with me and stuff like I should have failed all my classes. I was not like it. I, yeah. I was a very disrupted kid during school and that because yeah. I was because I couldn't read being dyslexic and stuff like that. Yeah. So like the first thing you do is go, okay, because you can't do the work, come disruptive. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. And it like just proves that actually just like, I think Gary Vee said this too, and I'm going to repeat what he said. Mm. It's like, they just push you through the system. Yeah, just basically, get, just yeah. to get you out. Because I class. have many mates and stuff that said that you like you can't come to, like, you know, graduation and stuff. And then they ended up graduating. Yeah. And this is like two months before or a month before we graduated. I at one point at my school, they were having kids, if you weren't, they say knew you weren't going to graduate. They're actually, like, I don't know if it was my school necessarily, but schools they were doing, if you weren't going to graduate they tried to make you leave the school or mm. they did everything they could. If you like, if they could make you pass, yeah. they would push you to pass. But if not, they told you to actually leave the school. Because I know people that are like, got, you know, way below, like say you got 17, 18 QC, is it QCE points or whatever? Do you need to pass? QC, yeah, I think it's is, a... You need to get 20 or something? No, it's like a... Oh, yeah. Oh, we want to change since I... No, I think it is 20. Yeah, because then it's like some people... Because your wait. classes only give you like two or three or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because I know one of my classes... Because there was high. people that got way below that but still passed Yeah. I think it's because they made you pick up little extra things yeah. in the topics, I guess. Because mm. I know 
one of my classes, we did an extra like class if we wanted to that gave us that one extra point. Yeah, because I was like, need. yeah, because I pretty much got, I did that too, because they pulled me in saying you're going to fail by one point. So I went and done like a, a cert two in business. A cert one in IT? No, I did a cert two in business. Uh, and I pretty much, I came in halfway through the term, right? Mm. And I didn't even finish it. <laughs> and they still gave me a certificate for it. Yeah. Basically, they do everything. But the thing is, sometimes you don't realize they make you do all these components to the one subject, yeah. but you actually need to have like three of them to actually pass it. Mm. That's the other thing about it. Yeah, that's the crazy thing with most, like, I guess, government funded courses. Most of the courses should only be a couple of weeks long, but they drag it out to three years. So, yeah. you know, it's something ridiculous that you don't I, need that long. I guess, in a way, gives them more money. And yeah, it's a more money like incentive in them, and they can drag it out more yeah. hours. And there's like, especially when I did my like barbering course and stuff, they say it'd take you like, you know, 60 hours to do the book when really you did, took you five. Yeah. Or like, even, if that. Yeah. Because it's the page, it's like three, I mean, three pages. Yeah. But then they have like the extra like parts of the booklets that you don't even need. Yeah. Which is like, oh yeah, I've already done this. And it's like, and they make out that you have to do it all. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what is something you're avoiding because it makes you feel uncomfortable? I don't know. <laughs> Just gotta think about this. You can cut that out. <laughs> I'm going to. It's all, it's all uncut, by the way. <laughs> so, what's something that. Wait, what is it? What's... So, what is something that you're avoiding because it makes you feel uncomfortable? I guess because I've always wanted to go like experience working for someone and like I don't know like I'm not necessarily like uncomfortable but I haven't done it because like one is like obviously fear but I'm also like what if it makes me not like what I'm doing type thing you know what mm. I mean like you know how like if you get a bad teacher you don't really want to go to that subject. I guess it's kind of like that. Yeah. But, and then that obviously ends up making you uncomfortable and you don't want to be there. So that's probably like one of my things. Like, that's why I guess it's always good to, like, especially with your kind of thing, because yours is like more of a freelance kind of thing. Yeah. You don't actually have to work under someone else. It yeah. gives you a bit more leverage, especially if you do it for a year or two. I yeah. work for this person. But at the end of the day, if you build it all authentic for yourself, it, you end yeah. up building and yourself for the long term, not yeah. just for a short term That's period. the other thing as well, is like trying to like just go reaching out to people. Like my thing is what if like I reach out to someone and they're like, yeah, I'll do that. And then what happens is not like the best thing. You know what I mean? Like, But it's all part of your portfolio exactly. though. It's like at the end of the day, it's a little learning curve and yeah. it all happens for a reason kind yeah. of thing. And it's like... Well, what it's like you got to look at it as like, what did I learn from this kind of thing? Yeah, which I think I, I think it's more like of the failing thing, like that's always in the back of the head. Oh, definitely. Like, I didn't really start networking properly until like the last, I guess, three months. Yeah. Or and I put, I only just put it on accelerated mode over the last month that I've actually started reaching out to people like, hey, do you know anyone that'd be interested in doing this? Yeah. Or hey, do you know anyone that does this? And who knows, blah. Someone, who knows how to do this? And you know how that? many times that people said no. No, 
yeah. I think about 90% of people said no. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep going, keep going until yeah. someone, until I get that one yes. So basically you're saying you just got to try and keep in that positive mindset and just keep going through. Yeah, and trust me, you're going to get negative thoughts. So yeah. that's the hardest thing. It's yeah. like everyone thinks like you're so positive. I'm like, But that's with everything exactly. Like yeah. someone, especially like celebrities, like you don't always see what's happening. Like, but the thing is that's with everybody. Mm. But like... It's just a hard thing. Yeah, because like when you are trying to start out as something like that, when you are yeah. getting a lot of rejections and stuff, you kind of like, because a lot of people, I guess, you work close with start drifting off and that. Yeah. You don't realize how, like, how lonely it is going for your dreams. Yeah. And how many times you get rejected. Especially when all your friends are at different levels too yeah. and doing different things, different ages and everything like that. Yeah. It's hard. Mm. Because it's not like the school system where it's like, Everyone's, Everyone's at, at the, the same, same level. level. As soon as you hit the same thing, thing yeah. yeah, like you look at some, look at like eighteen to fifty, and you see some fifty-year-olds are still at eighteen. Yeah, and it's just like it's and there's so many different levels, but some people just don't progress from yeah, eighteen. Like mentality, even like just the way they are and stuff mm. like that, who they hang out with. Mm. Yeah, pretty <laughs> bone to start vibrating, <laughs> but yeah, it's very true, and it's just like they just stick with who they were at high yeah. school and just don't progress. Yeah. At all. Exactly. And then they have people who are like well above, well upon their years in yeah. high school. Yeah. And it's just, and those people are normally the ones that get segregated out or yeah. like put alone. Exactly. Kind of thing, or made fun of, especially when you are trying to do big things in your like, say 20s and that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. People don't like, as you said earlier, the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Tall poppy syndrome. I think it's like the worst in Australia. It's yeah. not as... It's not as, like, I guess, it's not as bad as I make it out to be. But it's, like, the thing is with it all, you get all these private messages, right, of people being, like, loving, supporting. But when you put people yeah. in a group environment, that's when they make fun of you. Exactly. And it's, like, wait, you guys are making fun of me. But like, I mean, supporting me behind the messages, scenes. And then, but when you get in front of a group and all of a sudden it's cool to make fun of what I'm doing. Yeah. I think that's a lot of, like, it's known to be in the male population like as soon as guys with their friends i think it's funny to make fun but the thing is i don't realize girls do it too mm. so it's like kind of like an everyone thing but yeah as you said like when people in their groups they're fine to make fun of you and stuff like that but like when they're one-on-one -on -one, they're like your best bud and like i'm yeah. so supportive or like they'll be like yeah i'm really supportive and then you're like okay like for example i'm having a birthday party and they're like yeah, I'll come, I'll come. And then, like, it comes to the birthday party. Like, oh, sorry, I can't. Like, yeah. just make that up an excuse. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Not necessarily like a birthday party, like any kind mm. of event. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely true. Yeah. And it's like, it's also with the whole, like, you know, I guess we'll talk about birth because I saw this quote. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, a big quote card the other day on, like, Facebook and that. And it's just like people that only invite you to go to their birthdays and weddings and all that yeah. stuff, only to the big events, but never invite you to breakfast, you know, go out yeah. to dinner. And it's like all these people always invite you to the big stuff and never invite you to the little stuff. Yeah. And it's like the same with people who don't ever support you with the little things when you're starting out. But, but once as soon you're, as you're big, big, they're like, oh, oh, I'm oh yeah, here. yeah, I'm yeah. I knew you were going to be big one day, and it's like, why weren't you there when I was little? Yeah, because people like to feed off your success. Yeah, and they, th and they try and leverage off it so mm -hmm. much. Like, I'm so happy. I'm more than happy to give people, you know, you know, this, you know, formula or, like, yeah. you know, to leverage off it. Because like someone... at the end of the day, if they find happiness through that, yeah. that that's, makes me happy. That's where I get my fulfillment from. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know how you're saying, like, when someone's big and, like, they're there when you're big. It's like that thing where you're like, 
oh, I know this celebrity, I know that celebrity, me and this celebrity hang out, we're really good friends. It's like that type of thing. Like, and mm. they weren't friends before that, but as soon as they would be like, you know, they were acquaintances and then became friends because that person got popular. Mm. That's what it like. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, since we're kind of going down the male kind of female <laughs> kind of like suffering, I did have a question. <laughs> I did. It goes, okay. Why do you think in Western culture, I guess a lot of male problems get ignored, especially from like mental health reason? Because I know like you, a lot of your friends from school are guys. are guys and stuff like that and are really into their sports and stuff all that kind yeah. of stuff. What, like, why do you think, like, I guess, males, especially with mental health, get pushed to the side? Uh, I know one thing is, because, like, personally with my, my friends, I know a lot of the guys like to hide their feelings, and I know, like, that's not the proper reason why, but they do like to hide it, so sharing it's really hard for them. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it's because society makes it out that men have to be a certain way and don't show emotions and stuff like that, so... When guys are hurting, for example, unless you don't, like, some people ignore it, but, like, personally, I can, like, tell with all my friends and that, like, I can tell if something's yeah. up, mm. whereas, like, other people can't. Yeah. But, like, if you're really close to them, you should be able to tell, like, tell what's wrong and, like, well, not what's exactly wrong, but, like, there is something wrong, and that's when it's always good to, like, reach out and just be like, hey, how are you going, or do you want to catch up, and then you can just start talking, but, like... I th- mm-hmm. I do agree, and I think that's what most people don't realize. When yeah. you're in that mind frame, you don't want to reach out. This is even females as well. Yeah. It's like when you are in that mind frame or come to that suicidal mind frame or the chronic depression mind frame, you don't want to reach out. You think you are alone. Yeah, and because people- I know personally that people push people away when they're in that state mm. or they act out in different ways and hangs out with hang out with different crowds and stuff like that and you can just mm. tell it's not them yeah or they hang out with people where they can get the quick fix from exactly and that's like that's probably the best time to also reach out because you can tell they act in a completely different way you don't do the whole you've changed i don't want to hang out with you anymore mm. you work out what's happened for that yeah because i did the quick fix way for about since i was 16 to probably just recently like 22 mm. 21 and it's like people think that's you normally but yeah. then it's not really and yeah. i was only i was only really truly open with like say you and a couple more people yeah. who i was truly were like yeah. truly was until I guess the last six, six months where I've come very open on social media of who I want to be and who I am. Yeah, and then when you do that type of stuff, people aren't always like, yeah, they go like, like, you're not who you were before. Yeah. And you, then you're like, well, you saw me hiding who I really was. Yeah, because that's the biggest thing. I use all these masks and stuff. And this is like really the book that really kind of opened the me mask. up. Massive. Holandy one. <laughs> yeah, can't even outside. say it. Yeah, that Mask by Lewis, of masculinity. Yeah, that's by it. Lewis House. It was like a brilliant book, and it's like because I went through that, I guess about a two-month stage of it where I didn't know if I was man enough, you know, because yeah. of like certain other factors, especially getting brought up in a household yeah. full of girls. It's like you get told, like you get shown how to show your emotions and that, and then you go out into the male community and it's like, you get... they like, what are you doing? That's yeah, weird. Like, you're not a real man if you don't yeah. do this. You're not a real man if you don't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not interested in doing that. Exactly. It doesn't make me any less of a but man. But like the thing. It's like females are tradies. doesn't mm. mean like they're a certain way, they're manly or they're like, I know they get portrayed as being lesbian all the time and stuff like that. Mm. But like 
some people just into different things and like some guys like dancing and stuff like that that's meant to be like girly or whatever but like doesn't mean they're gay or like anything like that it's just what they like and who they are and you can't I guess hide your intrinsic values either yeah which is a lot of people do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just went blank then <laughs> but yeah this is like this is the hardest thing especially in the males it's like you're always wearing a mask yeah, exactly. You always have to portray a certain type of mask. Like, you got your, I guess, ego mask, your, your sports and mask. a lot of guys also, in a group, hide behind their friends. Yeah, because a lot of... I guess when you're in a male group, especially I know this with me, you become a joker. You've got to be yes. the funniest. You've got to be the loudest. Like, the other thing is also, you make jokes about how you actually feel and your insecurities yeah and because you know they're gonna laugh about it because that's what considered as girly or whatever it is yeah yeah and that's where like i guess like because that's where you make fun of is your insecurities or someone else's insecurities yeah and that's the first thing so basically thing. you just end up bullying each other bullying each other it's pretty much the borderline is bullying each other yeah <laughs> mm. all right we'll go on to the next question <laughs> then but yeah, that was a good, that's probably the best way. We could go deeper on that, but <laughs> wait. We don't have all day. No, yeah, that's it. Um, so what do you personally think you're put on this planet to do? I've always felt like um, I want to like inspire and teach mm. in a way. Like one day I want to be able to teach other people photography. Mm. I want to like... The idea I love about photography is I get to capture someone's special moment, special day, just special anything, and they get to keep it forever. Or, like, just amazing things that happen in the world. Like, just having that, like, there forever. And it's like, say if you were to get dementia or something, that's the things that you look back on. And then you go, you'll look back on it and you're like, like, it triggers a memory. Like, oh, my God, I remember that day. Like, it was raining. We used an umbrella Mm. to hide this happening. Like, Mm. that's what I've, like, always wanted to do. And, like, teach others how, like, special it is. I guess, like, yeah, inspire others. Because it connects you with others, like, nature and everything. It's not just, like, I guess, one... Yeah, or, like... One set of walls. Yeah. And it, like, you never know, like... As I say, a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm. One picture can help someone or someone can relate to it and, like, feel the emotion in the photo. It's the same with, like, music, too. It's, like, how much you can relate to it, how many different ways you can interpret that, Exactly. So, like, it's, like, like basically any general art. Like, you can mm. look at it's a line on a piece of paper. You're going to see it as a line. Someone else is going to see yeah. it as something different again. Yeah, it's, like, in um, one of, like, Whit Lowry's songs, it's, like, he goes, you haven't seen all these letters that all these kids have been, like, writing to me. Yeah. And it's, like, helping them through, like, their suffering. That's not the exact lyrics, but, but yeah. yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, it's a help to inspire. And I think that's is the most fulfilling thing is getting that message of saying, a thank you or like you help yeah. me through this like I think that's more than half the reason why I do what I do is because yeah. like getting that message exactly like it, it inspires especially when you're on that bad head space it's like oh okay like you're this having is, a bad day and yeah. then someone goes like what you're doing means a lot to me and then mm. you're kind of like okay like maybe it wasn't such a bad day like maybe yeah. I just had a couple bad things happen mm. it was generally just a good day See, yeah, because you realise you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing you're it for others. Yeah. And I think that's where fulfilment and happiness comes from, is when you do stuff for others. So when you're being selfless. Selfless. But then yeah. in saying that, you, you do have, have to be, to be selfish. selfish. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be selfish before you can be selfish. <laughs> yeah, 
you got to be selfish before you can be selfless. Like yeah. once you can get your posit- like your self-talk positive, yeah. you can inflict it onto others. You can never truly inspire someone to inspire yourself. Yep. 100%. <laughs> you nailed it all right, that one. All right. What is the most positive change has happened to you this year? I guess like... So my more thing is last year more than anything. Like mm. I quit one of my jobs that I was just not having a great time with. And then more at the start of this year is when I found like I started doing more of my photography, pushing mm. it like out there. I was like kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, like took a leap of faith a bit and decided like, hey, like yeah. I'm going to start doing some of this. And then, so yeah, that was probably like my big thing. And then I went overseas and stuff like that. Just to, like, I went with, like for a family holiday, but I also went to take photos and like, in, like so I can see all the different places. Yeah. So that's probably like the biggest thing that's probably I've done this year. So kind of starting to inspire yourself yeah, to do what exactly. you love instead of doing what everyone tells you yeah. to do. So basically like I've, I, I get inspired by other people's photos. Mm. So I'll go look through other people's photos and I'll be like, oh my God, that's so cool. That makes me want to do something like this. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I do too. They get like a lot of things I like, I guess I get information and go through other people's stuff. I guess yeah. I, won't, I won't go actually through the people that are doing the same stuff I am. Yeah. I go through other people's stuff from, from different categories or different yeah. walks of life completely so I can get, okay, well, this is how this is happening. Yeah. If they did something like this, this might help better. Yeah. And then I'll go back and research and see what's the best possible outcome from that situation. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All righty. Yeah. So I'll recap. Where can we find you on social media? Okay, I'm only on Instagram at the moment, but it's um, Lammy Photography. It's... Do I have to spell it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll put it in the link and all that no. stuff in the bio. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that's where you can find me at the moment. Yeah. On my photography account. Mm. New things coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got heaps of stuff coming. Yeah, well, I'll post a lot of her content on my page too, so you will see it all up on yeah, there. Got a lot of photos coming from uh, my New Zealand trip. There's yeah. snow, there's <laughs> sun, there's water, there's everything. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to ask this question, final question. <laughs> what is the legacy you want to create? <laughs> So basically, inspiring people. That's what I always wanted to do. Always wanted to be creative. Like, basically... Inspire creativity. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kid in class, you can't sit still. There's a, like, they have another calling for them. Because I, like, I did drama in school, so that's why I couldn't sit still. Like, mm. I was meant to be doing other things. Yeah. So basically, I want to inspire people who thought they couldn't fit in to basically, like, you don't need to fit in. Yeah. That's 100% the biggest thing. It's yeah. like inspiring people to tell people you don't need to fit in. Exactly. We all try and fit into... We all try to be right. common yeah. with uncommon people. Exactly. Mm. And everyone's like... It's like, for example, like the cool kids in school. Yeah. We, they're just as weird as you. Yeah. We all know it. <laughs> Deep down, that's 100% mm. true. Yeah. That's it. But yes. Yes, 100% it. Thank you for coming on. It's okay. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's right. Before I forget, because I never do this, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell us what you think, tell us what you don't like. And all the on everything. (laughs) And that too. But yeah, thanks for watching, guys, or listening. But yeah, thank you.